Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice 8 Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 81B, the one that got away. I am your host, Ed Horner, alongside me tonight, one Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Good, Ed. I feel like I've been in this seat for this show once before. So do I. That that could be just my imagination. It might be. It might be. And of course, our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going? Good, thanks, Ed. So it is an episode 81B. And the reason for that is episode 81A is lost to the warp, unfortunately. Uh, We had some recording issues where we... You can have just my side of the conversation. Yeah, well, you could yeah you could just hear Chris talking about, it, but we it was easily easily the best X wing oriented show that we've done in has to be at least three years has to be fantastic <laughs> conversation that started off a little throwaway comment that we thought was but it went into these deep areas of talking about game design and game balance and I mean it, it was great it was fantastic unfortunately you're never going to be able to hear that show because I'm never going to be able to recreate recreate that so we're trying to help Chris out and try to record an emergency episode. But luckily, we have cool stuff to talk about. I was going to call this show uh, I, the one that I was, was going to be reinforcements incoming because the FO, for, the First Order, and the Resistance are getting new ships. It was just an, uh, I just saw tweets about it today. I think it was the first time that I've seen them. We've got new ships to talk about. So it's still going to be a very X-Men oriented show. We're not going to kind of de- de- uh, deviate far too long. We're going to do like super fast, uh, lightning fast uh, flight decks and just get right into the new ships and make it a close so that Chris has an easier time editing this one. So you at least have something out there. So flight deck real quick. Sean, what have you been doing lately? Uh, trying to build models. Woo! That's my flight deck. <laughs> How's it going? I mean, how far, how far right now are you? Study curiosity. So I got all the hell blasters done and I got one of the, I got the Lieutenant done from the big box and then yep. from the combat patrol. And then the first, I think it's an intercessor. And then I had to stop just because, but I will say this, I am pleased at the way that the models go together out of that combat patrol box. They're a lot better than the hell blasters and the other ones because they're they're molded differently yeah, there's the, like the, five or the, six pieces yeah those are monopose uh that is the direction the games workshop's going with their models the original intercessions you've got are multi-pose so you can actually move the arms a little where you want yeah. to do the arms you want to you know that guy looking that way but or you want to have him doing this no one's going to see this on video but like my hands are moving as i'm talking um <laughs> Uh, and that's just the direction that Games Workshop is going for a multitude of reasons that I I think I've lamented about before. I'm not a fan of the concept of monopose. I've always liked the idea of crafters and modelers and modders to be able to go in and change the poses of how models look. I like the guys that took the, the what am I thinking, the towel, the big mech suit for the towel. What am I thinking of? Riptide. The Riptide, like the guys that actually had it go down on bended knee when it was like taking a shot. I thought that was really cool. Like, they, And now you can't pull that. I mean, you still can, but it's it's more like a level three modder. Like you have to get in there with saws and pinning and it just becomes like the average gamer is not going to be able to do what you used to be able to but do. But I will say, I think outside of the box, if you buy the, if I bought the interceptors, intercessors separate, I'm pretty sure that they would be different. You know, it's not intercessor. What the heck? Hold on. Let me see I, what I'm I, building. I know that the the ten assault intercessors I got with the Inf- infiltrators. They're infiltrators. Ah. I already already build intercessors. But like out of this, if you would, if you were to build like buy a box of ten infiltrators outside of this box, I'm sure that they would be the posable ones. 
Yeah, no, I agree. But here, it's just it's a lot easier for me to do this. I can I put the two models together in about 15 minutes between the lieutenant and the first one that I did. And the other thing I like is that in this instruction manual, it's a little bit easier to understand everything because they break it down, you know, by the specific model, basically. Yeah. Bunch of kits now as well. Sean, are labeled as um, easy build kits and stuff, where yeah, um, exactly. you can be building like glue and stuff. So that's probably what you wanted to look for. And you, yeah, they, they do design it in such a way that you can make viable, viable by the rules lists out of them. It might not be viable in a competitive meta environment, but obviously that's not right. what you're looking for anyway. Correct, right. See, and, and what I'm using to put everything together too is the, the Tamiya Extra Thin Cement. Yeah, that's, there you um, go. that's a good one. The, the reason why I'm using this, I also have, you know, the, the Army plastic model glue stuff, but I like this stuff better because I can control it better on how it's, much I That's one of the narrow headed brush as well. I was so. just going to say, yeah. it's brush yeah. applicated, that's why. Yep. And then yep. if I need more, I just apply more, but I can also hit areas. I do slop it around a little bit more just because, you know, when you're trying to get into small spaces and things like that, sometimes the, the brush blades flip, you know, and then, but it's easier to clean up than like using the thicker, you know, the, the, the bigger glue. Yeah, so, I, have, I have a love-hate relationship with plastic cement. I do prefer that for gluing my models, but it's a little bit goes a long way kind of thing. If you yeah. use too much of it and it presses out, because the chemical reaction it has with the plastic, it starts melting detail off if you're not careful. Um, yeah, and I, I've had that a couple times just on minor bits on things, but mm -hmm. but with this thin stuff, it doesn't do it as much. Yep. You know, it's, still, it, it's still cement, and it still does the same thing. It's just not as aggressive as the other glue so I, I can tell you tales of the old testers like orange tube yeah the orange yeah the one that yep. smelled like orange and stuff yeah yep 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 that was good yeah, stuff. That, that stuff and then the strings would be three feet long yes. trying to pull the strings off and stuff and then you go so, to climb them and you still see spider webs on them and it's still the glue that you didn't see before yep. didn't see yeah <laughs> yep, you have to absolutely. carve it all off so it's actually going better now that I am here, but I'm still way behind from where I want to be. But that's just because life is life, you know, and yeah. and sometimes adulting sucks. So sometimes, you know, it's just a, it's, it's just one of those things. I'm, you know, pleased with where I'm at and I'm already in my second thing, a pluck foam to start putting the models in and stuff. So that's pretty cool. What case did you end up going with? Um, I got just a cheap one. I got, uh, it's the games plus products case. Oh, interesting. I've never, I've never gotten one of those. Uh, I'm trying to get myself some more KR multi-case stuff. Like I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of those cardboard cases they get in the, the big yeah. travel ones. You can put them in there. I have, a, I got a couple of those. Like I got it from some tournament I went to as prize support. And I got those, and I got a, so I've got the KR multi-case uh, metal case behind For me. The, yeah, yeah. But then I also I, got a couple of the cardboards too, which are really nice. So I, I got. I'm just going with what the you know what the you know what the game shop here locally has, and mm -hmm. they have the you know it's decent pluck foam and stuff, and it it fits most of the models standing up. This guy has a little floofy thing on an antenna, so I had to put him in laying down and stuff. You yeah, know. that's fine. That's fine. But it's you know it's. It's good for what I'm using it for, for sure. And like I said, I'm not going to go crazy. And, you know, I think this whole setup is like a hundred bucks, you know, yeah, for all good. the foam. And then I can still get two more smalls or a bigger foam, 
if I decide to get another vehicle and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty good, good for me, you know, and good for what I'm trying to do with it. And, um, you know, so it's, um, it's good. It's fun, but like, you know, my, my big thing, and we didn't do, uh, we didn't do D and D this week because of me, but, uh, so my flight deck's going to be very short, a long witted short flight deck, but <laughs> models is my models is my, ultimate goal not this weekend probably but getting them done within the next couple weeks i think i'll i'll have that done so i wouldn't have it any other way sean and and i heard that a thousand sons book is coming out soon so your son's book's going to be his codex is going to be updated the new uh the new model looks pretty sweet is it from manchester yeah yeah he's already he's already you know got all that figured out the good thing for him is we bought the it's the book that gives you the points. It's like for the tournament stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, um, Chapter approved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say General's Handbook about so, Sigma. Yeah. He actually has the points, which is good because the points that'll be in his thousand sons will match that. So it, they may so or he, may, they may or may not. So that's the funny thing with those chapter approves. Um, they are up to date the date that they are printed um if they do the same thing that they did last year in 2020 about six months into the year six or seven months into the season um so we're looking at probably october november region they're going to do a big faq that will faq that and faq points so his codex is going to come out somewhere in the middle (laughs) so his codex points are going to trump whatever is in the codex approved or chapter approved, and then when that big FAQ comes out, that's going to be the next one. So it's kind of a rolling. Uh, a ro- if your if your codex gets released the a, the year that it goes in between like that, it's a rolling catch up to see where your points are going to gotcha. be. Either way, you know we have if we were to play before his codex released, we have points that we can at least yeah. go off of. And even if you didn't, even if you went off with just what's in chapter approved, you're going to be close enough. Yeah, yeah, and for us, it's not going to matter because we're right. not. You know, we're not playing for prizes or anything. We're just playing to have fun and learn the game and, and get a little bit more into it. And the nice thing is once I'm done with this, then I'll start on the Dominion stuff. Start Ooh. putting that together. Did you decide which, which half interests you most? Uh, the, what is it? The, not human, but whatever they are. The, the cruel boys. Yeah. yeah, it's the... Cruel boy. Oh, no, 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 not those. Oh, the Stormcast uh, Eternals. Yeah. yeah, the Eternals. Yeah, the Nazi, I mean, he, I would rather. Marines. I'd rather. I would rather get the humans, you know, yeah. than the Eternals. But that's a good starting point, you know, just to be able to play it and stuff. So, but yeah. it is cool because that book inside the rule book is really cool. That's a. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. Still, beautiful. Cover. Still see it over my shoulder. I can. Still not finished. <laughs> right, the table's just got messier and messier. That's how it always is, Chris. You know, okay, you clean it off it. just to put more stuff on it. Yeah, can't lie. Chris, do you want to go over what you've been up to lately? Do you even want to talk about it? <laughs> just, I don't know, man. So I I recorded like a two minute intro to the D and D episode for the audio version to explain why the people expected to be downloading an X Wing podcast weren't getting one. And I was like, I'm not going to go into it because I just don't have the energy. But obviously, um, I can't remember if this was only spoken about on the show we lost or whatever. But so far in July, um, I've been having a bunch of weird and wonderful stuff going on at work. Because obviously, COVID's starting to wind down, so looking at like events coming back. So trying to figure out what my job role is going to be and how that's all going to fit together has been relatively stressful. And then... 
I got home at like 2am on a Thursday morning a few weeks ago now and like the dishwasher had leaked. Um, so dealing with all of that. Um, so our insurance claims and access and um, the project manager and different contractors and then having to sort out the dishwasher itself being repaired because the insurance only covers the results of damage, not the cause of the damage. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so it's a thousand dollar excess for the damage to the house, which um, like the stains on the ceiling from where it came through into a basement here. So all of this textured ceiling is going to get. Um, he said what he was going to do because of the amount of stuff in here it was like we've got this plastic stuff that they paint on or something, and then you just pull it off as a big straight. Probably so I'm going to have to do something with all of the damageable stuff in here. Um, and then all of this ceiling's going to get redone. Um, the floor, yeah, the, the floor upstairs needs to come up so we can check if there's any like real damage. Uh, but obviously, like, it's been two weeks just waiting. They've done nothing. I don't even have. Uh, okay, and that's Evie saying she wants to go to bed. You, oh, do I really want to? What? She's coming downstairs again. I can hear her on the stairs. Um, so that's going to be a hassle at some point. Um, Evie. Are you coming back down? Sticky. You got your bug? Sticky. Yeah. Sticky spider. It is. A, it's a sticky ladybug, not a spider. <laughs> Sometimes I score a spider. Yeah. Do you want to get your drink and take your drink upstairs? I just, I just like you. I like you too. Put your phone back on. Yeah, because I'm working. <laughs> Hi. So, um... What else did we had um, the ceiling? Then a guy came to look at the dishwasher and was like, "It's probably not worth fixing." Me. Yeah, Me. we're just we're just going with Evie here, FYI. I'm not editing this out. It's fine. Hey, just leave her go. Yeah. Um, oh, I love those. Those little wall crawler things. I love those. Is that the houses? It is the houses. That's right. Even at this house. Yeah, we do live at this house. That's right. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> I don't know if it's forever. It might be too small soon. You might have to go to a new house. Yeah. And we'll keep it for a little bit. We will keep it for a little bit, though. Yeah, because yeah. gonna, we're all going to get a we'll house together to when we retire. <laughs> yeah, so that went wrong. What's stuff going wrong there? The, the dryer broke. Um, so I've been trying to fix that today, but I think I've narrowed it down to... Either like the motor, which isn't worth replacing, or the right. um, control board. But a new control board is like $350 or something from what I can find online. And I'm not 100% sure because it's like 70 30. Mm. Yeah. So there we go. Um, a bunch so of lots, lots of bad luck in Chris's uh, recent history. So. And obviously, I was saying to Sean, I was really, really glad that we didn't play D&D on Monday because, <laughs> because we've got sticky spiders. Um, because of all the stuff going on, I was trying to get more hours at work, so I worked all weekend and then streamed as well. So I haven't had a chance to edit it. Okay, okay. Um, um so had we actually played D, I would have been up until like four in the morning trying to figure it all out. As it was, I managed to still go to bed before eleven, so that was good. That's good. That is that you? That's us, yeah. Yeah. There's two of us. 
There is. <laughs> is this one's us talking, and this is us being recorded on the internet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. So I want to start Regal Four. Uh, it's for looking at or playing with. What Lego do you have? Oh, I don't know. I think you do. What type of Legos do you have? Um, Punkle Lego. You do have Rapunzel Tower, that's right. Yeah, Mommy has new Legos. What's your new one? Um, I don't know. Does it have a robot? Yeah. What robot does it have? Two robots. In which ones? BB-8. BB-8. And what's the other one? Mm, I can't remember. Is it our... R2. R2. R2D2, that's right. R2D2. Yeah. Okay. Because you've got your own little X Wing, haven't you? I'm sipping. You are sipping. Okay. Well, I'm going to go and try and put it back to bed. And that's Ooh. my flight deck. We, I, I did streaming, but we'll cover that on your flight deck. Yep, we'll so cover that. That was 14 or 18. We'll get the second time stamp for 25. Um, I'll let you hear them. I'll have to put it, hold this over here. Ready? Hi. Good night, Evie. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see you in a bit. Let's try and get your water as well. About seven. Yeah. Oh, they have little kids. Oh, I know. It's been a while. There are those points in time in my life where I like I look at my kids and like, oh, I miss it. I kind of miss it. Life's so much simpler at that age. It really is. By far, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is there's something to be said for the fact that my kids are fairly self-sufficient. Like, I don't have to worry about one of them drinking something under the sink that they're not supposed to kind of thing. That right. That's that's kind of nice. I do like that. Right. Um, I do like the fact that I can leave a room and not worry about the house burning down. I'm, I'm a yep. fan of that. Like, I in my head, if I could just stop them growing right now, like where they are now, and if I didn't get any older either, I'd be fine with it. Like, like that would be nice. Yeah, that that would be your nexus point where you're just caught in the loop. And right, exactly, exactly. If I got caught in the nexus, that's where I would go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because you know Aaron's 26, so it's like you know you don't get those days back. That's the one thing about it that I think yeah. a lot of people forget is. You know, we live in a hustle and bustle world and you just don't get them back. And, you know. and it just it just goes so fast. Like, for example, like I'm getting ready to have like in October will be my five year anniversary working with my job. And I'm like, I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, like, weren't we on the old show when you got that job? Yeah. Because you were laid off from the one you had before or something and then uh, you got that one. Correct. Well, well, you so took this it, job it, when you moved back because your wife yeah, was... was say, That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, so so basically how it worked out is when we moved out to Ohio, we still kept doing the show, the show whenever I was still in Ohio. When we came back from Ohio, I took the summer off to keep an eye on the kids and then got this job in October. Right. Um, but that was five years ago. And like yeah. that, that's just insane to me that it's gone that quick. Yeah. Yeah, it goes by very too fast. You know, the older you get, the older you get, the quicker it goes. Yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to pick up on that. All right. I still, I still, I still remember the days in grade school when you're staring at the clock and it seems like it's like months for the clock oh, to move five minutes. Or summer vacation felt like the longest thing ever, and oh, then you're yeah. like, oh. and now it's like uh, we're we're getting ready to go into August here shortly. The kids will be going back yeah. to school here in about a month. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. crazy. All right. All right. So right. I'm, not, I'm not editing. I, I'm, no, just gonna, no. I'm gonna leave as much of it in as I can because this it. is what they get. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what happens on a B show.
All right, so for my flight deck, I'm going to try and get really, really quick. Uh, I've been really, really getting into 40K. I've been doing, uh, I think I'm now at seven games played in person between my son and I playing here in the basement uh, as he's testing out and trying out his lists and getting deeper and deeper into it. Um, having deep conversations is where that's probably the fun part for me. Like that's one of the one thing I'm enjoying. So I went up and played Chad that one Tuesday night. The following Tuesday, I offered, you know, hey, you know, Chad's son's Logan's coming. He's looking to play. Do you want to come up and try it out? And Gabe's like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then I gave him my old um, firstborn Marines. And the next thing you know, we're having two and a half hour conversations as he's list building and preparing to like, this is the list I'm going to take next week. This is what I want to do. This part didn't work out very well. I want to add this and take away this. And I want to look at this upgrade. Um, it's been fantastic. It's been having a ton of fun. And I'm painting my ass off now. Uh, Part of what's helping me paint my ass off, by the way, is a certain stream that runs every Sunday in the evening, which is just a perfect way for me to end my week. I've been watching Chris's stream every Sunday, Painting with Chris Sundays. I don't know if, I don't know if he's got an official title, but in my mind, that's what it is. <laughs> because what it does is it gives me an excuse to sit the iPad here in front of me and get paints out. Because look, his your first stream, Chris, I just I sat and watched. I mean, and it's fun, it's enjoyable because I can interact more often. But then there's another thing, well, if I'm sitting here watching someone paint, I should be able to put I should be putting some use to this. And so then I started getting paint. So I've gotten so much stuff painted. So much so that I've got almost all of my Necron stuff done. I've got um 10 uh, immortals I've got to finish up. I'm probably gonna finish this up tomorrow because I need them for my next game and my Necron uh, Nightbringer. I have a Catacomb Command Barge I need to finish for my 2,000-point army. And then I have some of those, like, loose things that came with the Indominus box set that I don't really want to run, but they're there. So I kind of just want to paint them. Like, the Scorepack Destroyer Lord looks really cool, and I want to paint it because it looks fun. I don't know that I'm ever going to run him, but it's there, and I might as well paint it. There's the, you know, Crypto Thralls are in there, the... The one other um, cryptech that's in there that isn't very good, the plasma, the plasmancer, I think it is. And then I've got a bunch of scarab bases. But beyond that, I don't have anything else Necrons left to really need painted. I am at the phase where I'm at the point, the point in time. So if I had, I've had my Necrons for so long. Um, I bought them back whenever they were in fourth edition. So everything's on 28 millimeter bases. And when they re-release them with this uh the ninth edition said their gw is going to a 32 millimeter base so i'm at the point now where i'm starting to replace models where i'm going to retire my old smaller base <laughs> necron warriors and replace them with new ones so i do have uh 20 uh gauss reaper um uh, warriors i need to paint from the indominus box set um on chris's advice because he made me do it <laughs> Because he twisted my arm, um, I went out and bought an additional twenty um, Necron warriors that are 30, thirty-two millimeter based ones. So I've got to uh, prime and paint those up as well. But then after all of that, I'm I'm kind of done. Um, so the next thing I'm moving on to are going to be uh, painting Primaris Marines. Uh, I really like because I have basically a thousand points sitting here in that Indominus box. That like, well, they're there. I, I might as well paint them, right? And I've Follow Chris's advice on how I'm going to be doing the the paint scheme. There's this handy dandy app, oddly enough, that uh, Game Workshop puts out for free um, that will help you show, hey, if you want to do this as a traditional paint style, these are the paints you pick up. Or if you want to do it the contrast way, these are the paints you're going to paint up. And since I'm watching Chris's streams and I'm watching him use contrast paints on there, I'm like, ooh, I want to give that a try. So... I'm trying a whole bunch of the, the, this. The, the Primaris army is going to be a whole bunch of it's going to be two new techniques all at once because not only I'm going to paint them, um, they're going to go, they're going to be purple because Bellasaurus Cole would never, ever use 
Trader Gene Seed to make Primaris Marines. That would never happen. So they would never use Emperor's Children's uh, uh, Gene Seed to make Primaris Marines. So I'm going to be painting them up in uh, Emperor's Children purple. But I'm also going to go with um, some of their basing material, like the the faux effects of uh, stuff that they got for the material. So I picked up Mar- uh, Mars Earth Crust, I think it is, or Earth. It's whatever the uh, the iron. It's whatever the Martian one that cracks. It's that crackling paint. Yeah. And I'm going to give that a shot because I want these guys are going to be from a more Martian type of material. And I mean, I even bought tufts. I so instead of doing the old woodland scenics, you know, little white glue, put some grass down. I even bought tufts, even though fundamentally I feel still feel they're out of scale. Um, for uh, you should look at the game as grass ones because they come in a bunch of different lengths and stuff, so you can do some really interesting stuff. Oh, maybe I got the army painter ones because that's just the ones that the store had, but maybe I'll take yeah. a look into that. And available at the Sentry Box. Yeah, I'll have to look. I will. I, I know, because I stock them, and they come in like a bunch of um, alien colors as well. They've got an alien range. So if you're doing like orange, you could get like neon blue plant life and stuff. Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. That's a good idea. I might have to look into that. Yeah. I do need to kind of figure out what I need to paint the bases underneath, because is that paint... Because it... All right, full disclosure... Ed, used, Ed spent a year and a half working at a paint store as he was working his way through college. So I know way more about house paints and faux painting um, than I ever, ever wanted to know in my entire life. And for those who don't know, faux painting is the ability to paint onto a wall onto a finish that isn't real. Faux meaning false. So that crackle paint started coming out in the early 2000s. And that's the stuff that they put on like old chairs to make it look old, even though it's not old. So this this technology has been around for a while on how they do it. But what ends up happening is whatever color is underneath of the cracks is going to show through. So now I need to decide what color do I want to show through? Do I want to have a black show through or do I want to have like a deep, dark red show through? What would be under Martian service? So like I've spent more time than I care to admit looking at actual photos from Mars to see, well, what's underneath? Like if there's a crack in there, what does it look like underneath? Because I want it to I want it to be like authentic to know what color I'm going for. And it looks like a deep brown would probably be working well for me. So I think that might be the direction I go. Yeah, basically you want to avoid the lighter colors. Uh, the default for me generally is I'll just repaint the base black. But I've been experimenting on Nurgle Demons with a few different effects because for my Nurgle Demons, I'm trying to find a crackling paint um, where I can have like the ooze coming out from underneath it. Ooh, so that's a I, good idea. I was doing white and then building up some like fluorescent colors underneath, then put a crackling paint on, then work from the cracks outwards a little bit so it looks like it's cracking because there's this ooze coming up out of the ground. But I, it's I still saw a little this- bit away. I saw this badass tutorial on how to make like a lava effect going under it, under it. So you start off with like a dark red on the outside of the, if it's a round base, a dark, a dark red on the outer, and then you start getting into your oranges and your whites uh, down to the point where you're almost like a small circle of white. So whenever the, the cracks come out, it looks like lava underneath of it. It was a really cool tutorial. I'm not going to yeah. do that, but that was a badass idea. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I was at the game store last. I picked up, I, I complained to Chris on his stream that my number two sable uh, brush, I must not be, I did end up using dish uh, washing soap, but it was starting to fork, which is super yeah. annoying when you're trying to keep a sharp point. Um, Cause as Chris has even said in his streams, uh, it doesn't really matter what type, what size brush you use. As long as it keeps a sharp point, it could be a larger brush. As long as it's got a sharp point, you should still be able to get detail paint, which is absolutely accurate. Um, however, the minute that one of two things happens, if it's a cheaper brush and it's not natural hair, they'll hook, cut that off and it becomes a dry brush because it's done. Just 
put it into the because brush ha- brushes have life cycles and that is not a detail brush anymore that's not a that's not a layer brush anymore that is a dry brush because you're it's done but what ends up happening is if you if you don't clean and maintain your brushes what ends up happening is you get paint inside the ferrule which is the material they use to keep all the hair together which is usually wax um and you'll get paint in there and then it'll slowly start forking your just like a comb going through hair and it'll start forking your brushes so i ended up cleaning it with dish soap but they do make other um professional brush cleaners that you you can use to clear that up so i did clean out my number two brush but i picked up another one just in case because i've never used an army painter brush before and i wanted to try one so long story short i've got a lot of gameplay in None of it's X-Wing, all 40K. Uh, I'm really enjoying the game. I really, really do like Ninth Edition. I, I I think all the fun stuff that they have added with the tactical game, with the stratagems that are added to it. The fact that I can sit down and go... It always bothered me, 5th Edition and other previous editions of the game, where it's basically a slugfest for four turns, and then on the last turn and a half, then you start caring about objectives. Um, I like that the game is not that way anymore. I like that the game is like, you need to start being concerned about objectives on second turn, third turn, fourth turn. And the longer you're holding those objectives, the more points you're calculating up as it goes up. I like that. I, I, I like the way that it scored. So I've been having a ton of fun playing and showing up to the game store with fully painted models. So it's been fun. Good. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. And yeah. turn into Christmas stream on Sunday because you can see me complain about my forked brushes. Yeah, well, I've done... I did. Um, well, last stream was on Tuesday, I think. Uh, I was supposed to stream today, but I was doing a dishwasher, um, a dryer, sorry, all day today, or most of the day. Um, so that's why I didn't stream today. But um, Tuesday's stream was me rearranging the painting desk. I hadn't, I kept meaning to, well, once the stream's finished, I'll spend some time tidy up and get stuff set up for the next one. But the way the month's been going, I just never had. So it's like, I set out stream, so I'm going to stream, but literally we're just going to stream just organizing the painting desk. <laughs> I'll so, make that content. So then I had, uh, I've been streaming for an hour and a half or something. It's a bit short to call it a night. So I did a, a, a one hour speed paint on Commissar Yarrick, which I posted in the Discord and on Instagram and stuff. Uh, that was fine. Yeah, you was just, you just had a Commissar Yarrick just hanging around in the house. Um. Part of the thing with working at the Sentry Box, especially when I used to be more involved in the used games workshop stuff, if anything came through, I was like, ah, oh, that's a cool one. So I've got like the the old commissar of a power fist on his, like, got a power fist down. Like the I iconic like that one. one. Yeah. Those ones aren't soft toys, are they? You said we're going to get a soft one you could hug. Right. You can put them on the couch, that's okay. But I want you to go and get a soft toy, okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've been sweeping down the basement because it's been like stupidly hot. Um, yeah. And I just fidget, which keeps Jill awake. And obviously, she's got to get up early to go to actual work. So it's just been easier. Yeah. Um, okay, you can get a soft toy, okay? Yeah. That you can give big hugs to. Um, so, yeah. I'll clean it later, okay? Thanks. Apparently, the basement's a bit dirty. Okay. I won't forget your sticky spider, okay? Yeah, I know you mean your ladybug. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. We'll get through. We'll get through it, Chris. It's it, we'll get through. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I, I I don't mind. I'm just tired myself. I want to go to bed. I understand. <laughs> it's been uh, one of those weeks. No, um, 
Jill's going out to one of her friends. She's not working or anything, but I was like, no, just go and do it because she needs some time to kind of unwind and chill out herself. So um, this is the sacrifices we make because yep, we what weren't my, supposed to be recording tonight anyway. So I was like, no, mate, just go. We'll make it work. So that is, what, that is what my that's what my wife's doing right now. She's yeah. out and about. Yeah. Um, I told uh, we've got a, some of our friends uh, moving back to UK. Um, and they're having a going away party tomorrow, and they've got like kids around Evie's age. So I said she can't get too drunk because we've got to be fit to go to that. Um, but yeah, that's where I am anyway. He's coming back down now. So yeah, she Jill had told her that she could try and sleep down here if she got tired. Snake. Oh, you brought your big snake? Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you gonna give him a big hug in bed? Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't know we have a basement, that's right. He's trying to hear. He is on here, that's right. Oh, we've got one of those too. Yeah. Did you get me? Ah, no, don't get me. Tell what snakes do to people's faces. Tell what snakes do to people's faces, okay. Um, So yeah, I don't know what we're saying. Uh, Oh, that that was the end of mine. That was the end of mine anyway. So we do, if you do want to get into as much, as quickly as we can, main topic, so Chris doesn't have three hours worth of podcast to edit, <laughs> we had some announcements today. So yeah. if we, if the, well, no, we did talk about this. We talked about this order. We talked about the new um, talents yeah. that were added to yeah, the we touched on the Yeah, we touched on Fury of the First Order because day France, I think, leaked it because the product was available on their website, so people took screenshots. Um, so like, we knew about Fury of the First Order. We didn't know about Resistance Wildwood. And now we do. This is an interesting trend, though, with this pack, and I'm kind of curious to see if this is something that's going to continue with moving it's forward. It's on that desk. I, I think, in reality, this is a good way for them to move forward. I agree. So, like, it's probably going to come in at the $40 price range, like they have been, and you're going to get two ships, two different paint schemes, and it, it, I, I like it. I like the way that it's going. I mean, I could see the guys going... Um, I could so see X-Wing This is the Y-Wings going. we're talking about, sorry. I'll, yeah. I'll pull that picture up for people watching on YouTube. So I could see people going, well, I only want one Y-Wing. I only want all the pilots. And I only want to spend $20 on that because I just want all the upgrades in there. And I don't really want to go and get all of the other um, stuff. But for, for a faction, for two factions, for both of these, that are desperately in need of fresh blood, desperately in need for a higher ship count. This is going to be fantastic for them. I, I genuinely do look forward to this. I'm looking for... I. Hmm, those those New Republic uh, Y-Wings are pretty sharp. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about having all red actions with the exception of focus, but it does seem to be clear to me that these things... It's an interesting design style as I was looking at this today. So, because, um, just before we go on to the car, I want to talk about the aesthetic a little bit. Sure, so one sure, thing sure, that sure. surprised me, obviously, so Y-Wings are Republic-era ships. Um, so we've got Republic Y-Wings where it's wow. the fully, the fully armoured... And then to the ones that are canonically, using... to be canonically correct, they're actually older than that. But okay, we'll, yeah. We'll... But as in, well, no, because when I'm pretty sure when Ahsoka uses them in Shadow Squadron, they're talking about them being the new bomber. So I think the Clone um... Wars era ships. So they may they might have been older, but that I might be wrong. The tra- aren't these the transition ships between the old and the new? Yeah, but no, uh, these... anyway, this is off off my point. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So obviously, the Clone Wars era ones have got the heavy armor on. The Rebe- the Rebellion strips the armor off because they don't have the parts to maintain it. So why do the New Republic ones that are new Daddy. not have armor? Daddy. Why? What's the design? Daddy. Yeah. You want that's to help good, me? Okay. Uh, other than making it cheaper. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that's the only thing that you can really do with it is I don't make think it a we few, saw few points them. cheaper. Right. Are they in uh, Rise of Skywalker in that big fleet battle or something? Like, there was that many ships, so yeah. But right. So it's entirely possible that they're there? So you could pr- practically... Well, <laughs> wait a minute. But you're talking New Republic, right? You're not talking yeah. Resistance here? Yeah. I mean, I think this would have been Rogue One time frame, maybe? Oh, uh, maybe. Because, uh, yeah, we're a New Republic p- patrol. I mean, don't get me wrong, I really like the aesthetic for them. I just think it's an interesting design choice. I really like yeah. the yeah. Um, the sweetness on the cockpit. Uh, it's definitely a different sculpt and a different looking ship, but yeah. I've always said the Y-Wing is one of my favorite ships, so like I'm a gigantic fan, but you are correct in the fact that you're like, hmm... Why didn't they go with a different... So what this also would mean with both of these kits, with with the exception of the Whisper that we're going to talk about here in a, in a moment, um, with both of these kits, that means that most likely this meant that are these new ships that Fantasy Flight Games, I assume this is still residual for... I know it's got Atomic Master Games on the tweets, but I'm sure this is still part of the... the card, I think. So there was a leaked card... Um, for the Thai Whisper, which has still got the LFL um, FFG logo on the side. Right. Yeah. So my po- my point is, so specifically with that that Tie SE bomber, I don't recall ever seeing that ever. So no, then the I'm... question, so my point is, did FFG get a, get the the opportunity to once again create a new ship and edit into? added into Star Wars canon like they did with the Raider. And I'm okay with that. I'm I'm totally fine with it because I mean it's entirely conceivable. There's plenty of other ships that the Imperial the Imperium had. There's other ships that the FO that the First Order had that we just never saw on film. So I'm totally on board with it. and I think that's the only way, especially with depending what direction LucasArts goes with as far as new Star Wars material, we may not visit this era of star wars for some time ever again so uh, we are we no 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 andor andor is pre it's, is, yeah, is pre-original series that's what sean's saying he's saying that yeah it, but you're you're getting to that time frame though you know that andor time frame isn't that much be lagging behind no, new republic no t- uh you're thinking um mandalorian andor's pre-episode yeah, uh, four because obviously no, Cassian I, dies I, I, I on. I get that. I get that. But New Republic. See, because from what I from what I remember, these this was kind of a mixture. These were just coming out like this type of. Show, I know that they're calling them New Republic, but weren't these the modified Y wings like the and Battle of Endor? Weren't they there too? Uh, and because yeah, so if, but if you're, you're, looking, you're more looking at the Mandalorian timeline at that point. Then is it? Or is okay. it? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Andor would be before the Battle of Yavin. It's like five years before yeah, Yavin. Yeah. Whereas it's, in yeah, Mandalorian's five years after Endor. Yeah. Right. But the First Order ones are clearly 20-ish, 30-ish years in the future whenever the First Order finally decides to assert their dominance on the galaxy yeah. again. Um, so that is completely new canon as far as I'm concerned. Because I've not... I mean, it. I don't, again, maybe it's in... I don't, I don't know that First Order is in... Um, Oh, what is the Star Wars Fighters game? Why am I drawing a blank on that? But not. Just... Um, squadrons. 
squadrons yeah i don't think they're in squadrons so no like, it's just um civil war era yeah so my point being, I'm applauding FFG for going through and getting the licensing agreement to be able to create new ships and add them in, even if they are still Y-Wing right. chassis. Remember the, the Lego, like I've got one here that Evie built, uh, the Lego Resistance Y-Wing. So it must have been planned to be in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> but like, so it, it, and again, it might even be in it, but it's just in that battle somewhere. And right. I think I, I maybe watched. I I don't even know if I've watched it twice. I didn't. Know. I have not watched it. Twice. I watched it one time in the theater. I have. I watched it a second time when I was on the plane to go to Scotland and Ireland to make sure that it was no. What no? That would have been Rise of Skywalker. That or that would have been, been Last, Last Jedi. Jedi that I, yeah. So yeah, no. I think I've only ever seen that movie once. I saw it one time, and yeah. I I've probably watched. Um, Last Jedi three times, maybe four. I've watched Rise of Skywalker once, maybe twice. So, yep. The, the, I'm just saying it goes to, it goes to show. Yeah. I'm on my third rewatch of The Mandalorian season one and two, just for the record. <laughs> I've only uh, watched season two once all the way through, because I figure I'll save that for when season three comes out. And yeah, you do the rewatch I'll, before I... I'll rewatch then, yeah. I've been watching Bad Batch. That's been fine. But yeah, that's I, not, not it addicted. wouldn't be a lack of focus, but I, I've been I've been addicted to the expanse, so there's nothing nothing going on but that really that and Loki series. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, so I the the thing that you guys are gonna miss in episode eighty one A was the fact that we were talking about doing a lack of focus on some of the Marvel shows, and I'm like, all right, well crap. So quite literally, I get up from this table, I shut all the computers down, I go upstairs, and what is my son watching? He's watching Loki. And I'm tired, I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I'm like, he's into episode two, and there I sit for 25 minutes to watching, and he's catching me up with where it is. I'm like, all right, I gotta sit down and watch this. So I literally binge-watched on Sunday while I was doing laundry and all the other stuff. Binge-watched Loki from episode one to episode, what was it, six? I think it was the sixth episode. Yeah. Mm. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Really? I, I'm just gonna say it to stop because we're supposed to be doing an in focus on all of this. All right, just, all right. just stop. Like I'm gonna, all I'm right. gonna edit out those. Spo- I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna edit out the spoilers, and I'm just gonna put a thing in. Saying all right, all right. But my point is seven point twenty six because people just whinge <laughs> that like, that's not adequate spoileriness. Not even though I gave a yeah. sufficient warning. That's not well. Sufficient. As in, if we're on the treadmill or doing something, you've yeah, got to blah blah blah. Yeah. All right, fine, 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 fine. All right, so let's get into. So we've got into the aesthetic. First of all, I do. We're going to get into the aesthetic. I definitely like the aesthetic of what they're doing with the first order ships. For some reason, I don't remember the whisper like. So the whisper that we're looking at here and the model. So we're we're not on. That. We're just doing the resistance because I can only bring up one image. Well, I can. Oh, I could bring up all of them. But, yes. So, so now, we're looking, we're now we're looking at New Republic um, Y-Wings. Um, I, like I said, so if, we're, if if we can go a step further after we've gotten out of the aesthetic, let's take a look at the ship itself. Um, I like the ship in general because I'm a gigantic Y-Wing fan. I'm always going to like Y-Wings. I was iffy on the, aside from the focus, every action on there is red. But, but, it but looks it's like got the, a boost. It does have a boost, which is red. But it also looks to me as if they're... They're taking, it's it's an interesting camp onto the discussion that nobody's going to hear from episode 81. It th- looks like they're taking an interesting camp onto generics in that it's clear to me that 
with the, the, the baked in ability of the intuitive interface after you perform an action added to your action bar from either, you know, a talent, an illicit, or a modification, you may I'm perform. I'm so proud a of you, Ed. I'm so proud of you. Aww. You called it a talent, not an EPT. I know, I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, you may perform a, a calculate action. Um, it to me feels like that there's other pieces that you would bolt onto this. Like, so for example, if you wanted to get a, a red boost and not the, if you want a white boost and not a red boost, you can put engine upgrade on it. Um, yeah. if you wanted to get and a white, if you do a, and then if you do a white boost, the white boost is granted to you by that engine upgrade. So you'll get a calculate. Right. Right. Uh, so like if you put seems... an ion turret on it, it adds a white rotate. Right, right. Yeah. So you see where I'm going. So it's almost as if this is a bare bones chassis for you to put on. Now, my hope would be that AM, um, AMG would account for that in the points. Because if you just looked at this ship, and I assume that this is this is the low initiative one, initiative three, maybe there is one initiative one, who knows, um, for the new Republic Patrol, it's coming in initiative three, but it's got all red actions. I don't know how much value I would put into that ship base. I have not have that having said, we don't see the dials, but we can probably take a fair good guess that it's going to be at least comparable or similar to other Y-Wing dials that we've seen. When you start taking all those factors into account, you're like, well, how many points is this ship going to be? Is it going to be an 18 point ship, a 20 point ship? Because there's not a lot here um, to really get excited about until, unless it's like I said, unless it's loaded with other, um, so, other upgrades that are other means to add those upgrades and then that gets into the t uh the title if we want to get into that as yeah, well. well i just want to run through the stat block while you obviously oh, sure, sure, compare sure, sure, it to sure, a yeah. normal a normal rebel y-wing so they're cool, both sure. two attack front arc both one agility um the resistance one has got four hull compared to rebel six but it's got three shields instead of two so it's one less overall health pool but one of them's a shield and mm -hmm. Uh, if you look at the dial on the Rebel Y-Wing, um, it's got the one banks, one straight as boy, the two hards, two banks, two straight, with straight being boy, the three hards are red, the rest of the threes are white, and a four straight being red, and a four K. Um, the resist yeah, the re Republic Y-Wing has got the same dial, but only the straights are boy. Right. Uh, for this one, because it's got a boost... I kind of hope that it's like the Z95, where it's the two banks that are blue. Because I think that yeah. makes like, it's a lot harder to clear stress with the two bank rather than the one bank. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so that, that could be inter an interesting take. Because like uh, it then feels like a faster ship as well. Right. Yeah. But it also um, comes with a it also comes with a uh, a title which is the wartime loadout which I think is interesting and the, and the point standardized as well. So if you put it on one every one of these in your list has to have it correct uh aside from the fact that it adds two shields and it adds a white target lock and it adds a white reload you see where this is going it also says that you gain the torpedo and missile slots and replace which makes gain, me gain one torpedo and one missile slot so it might already have like right so there, so there is that possibility that maybe it already has one and you're just adding secondary ones or the possibility that it doesn't have any and that we really are talking about a bare bones chassis that you modify and add things on and bolt little pieces onto it the way that you want it. Uh, and the ability, of course, is pretty fantastic. I actually really like the uh, the devastating barrage uh, while performing a torpedo or a missile attack. Uh, if the defender is in your bullseye arc, your critical results cannot be canceled by 
uh, evade dice results, mm -hmm. which is outstanding. So if you have something that's going to push through shields um, or drop shields correctly, it's really nice to be able to roll dice and say, hey, all those crits, you're taking them. Yeah, now, there are other, like there are other methods. You've got the soft, the soft mug. Right, uh, exactly. Which is the, um, the, the hit goes to a crit for protons. Yep. Well, and it also oh, okay. gets around... Hey, look at all those cool force users you've got that are turning all those focuses into evades. Guess what they can't do now? Right. I mean, you can still do it, but it's not going to help. So, well, like, and, yeah. I think this might be the best Y wing that there is. I, I'm I'm getting there to agree with you again. I want to see if there are upgrades to help uh, lighten up some of those whites. Like we've already seen one um, upgrade that's going to get you at least a white target lock. I could almost live with a red barrel roll and a red boost. Well, so, you're looking at a Y-Wing. So let's go back to original Y-Wings where you had, where you didn't have barrel roll and you didn't have boost to begin with. So you'd have to modify them some way to get those. I think at the end of the day, and I'm talking about, let's look back at first edition compared to second edition because I know mm -hmm, of course. there's a difference between them. But I find it interesting that they have this set up and like you said, it's a very stripped down version. So any any time that you can go from, you know, eight hit points to nine hit or seven hit points to nine hit points, and you're literally better, you had now have target lock like you did before. You have focus like you did before. Um, you have the ability to, you know, move your turret like you did, you know. I don't know what else you want, to be honest right? with you. I mean, well, this is, and even if there isn't a torpedo and a missile slot, on the base ship, you're adding it to it anyway. I kind and... of hope that there's a missile slot on it because that opens up like barrage missiles and right. Um, right. right. What, yeah. I can't, what, what's the new one that's 180 degree, uh, 180 degree front arc? Um, where are you? Multi missile pods. So you get a 180 degree arc because I yeah, I do like that idea. It, it opens up a bunch of list building options. And I think resistance, especially, are lacking in that kind of area. Well, to me, what I think it does is it it starts flipping some switches with some uh, variability and some option. And I know I'm going to say a swear word as far as X-Wing's concerned, but there was this other game that was kind of based on the same flight path system called Attack Wing, which was the Star Trek version. And one of the things that I always felt that that game may have gotten right, um, even though that game was poorly, poorly mismanaged by WizKids, um, was that I always thought it was interesting that their version of the game was you bought a chassis, you bought a ship. So you either bought like a Constellation class, or you bought a Galaxy class, you bought a ship. And then whatever pilots, whatever crew you put on those ships granted the abilities. So that would be the equivalent of buying this New Republic ship at bare bones prices, and then you put a um, Horton Psalm on there. Like, he would be the pilot that you would attach it, so you would get his ability. Um, yeah. That's almost kind of what I feel like this ship is trying to do in the fact that it's it starts off with all, this is the bare bones chassis. If you wanted to have two missile slots and you want to go for the barrage missiles or the missile pods, great, you can do that. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. You could give it this other upgrade. You can give an engine upgrade and you can make it more of an arc dodger if you want. Like, I kind of like that. I like the idea of being able to flip some of those switches. And honestly, considering the, the, the environment that we're in right now competitively, I think a lot of the competitive players are going to like that too because it allows them to flip some of those switches and say, ooh, this is what's really popular in the meta right now. I can still fly my Y-Wing. I just drop this upgrade and add this one instead. And now I'm still flying my Y-Wings. Like, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think one this will, Sorry, go on, Sean. Well, I was just going to say, I think this will give people options, you know, to make a ship that's 
relatively good better you know i've always liked the white wings i've always liked what they can do and it will depend upon the dial you know as long as it's not a restricted dial and if you still have a similar dial to the what you had with the rebel y-wing or any of the other y-wings i think we'll be in good shape with it at that point the dial could kill it i'm not gonna lie you are right if the dial is crap this ship's gonna die on it's gonna be dead on arrival right can i talk about first order now can i talk about um, first order now? well i just i know i think you mentioned it but obviously i was somewhat distracted but the fact it's a two ship pack is interesting yes right right i think it's hard to argue against the cash grab mindset and but i don't know that it really bothers me i don't think it bothers me at all and there's a couple of reasons like first of all in a post-covid world in case you didn't know, these things are manufactured in China and they do come over from the slow boat from China. So we are looking at situations where not only things from board games, graphics cards, everything in the silicon, like everything has been slower and they're going to be slower for the foreseeable future for at least in the next, you know, a year to 18 months. So I would rather spend $40 and get two ships as opposed to trying to find that second Y-Wing that I want and can't find it because all the individual blisters are gone. Right. Just like the Alpha-class Star Wings, for example, like people can't find them. They've not been reprinted in second edition yet. They're impossible to find. And if you do, you're paying through the nose. I still haven't put mine on eBay yet, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to. I went back to my case to make sure, yep, I do indeed have three sitting there, so I'll keep one and then I'll send the others two off to the internet and someone else can enjoy them since they can't find them. So yeah, no, I'm okay because it's like, it's not like they're price gouging. It's not like they're going to charge you $45 for this. They're going to charge you $40 for it, which is the same cost you'd be spending for two ships. And for that $40, you get two full functioning ships and in a faction that is in dire need of help. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The only thing I'd be worried about is like, if the optimal thing is like, run three of them and pull, then it starts to feel bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, that... Or, or you could go worse, and I know, I know you have, you, you're holding me back on this one. If the optimal build for first order is two whispers, and you've got to go and buy four bombers that you might necess- not necessarily want, and you're spending what are those coming out to forty five dollars? I think we've already seen that sort of in. Uh, I know a couple of my friends were running um, separatists. They were running Maul and three of the bell- belly rubs. Oh, there you go. There's another good example. Yeah, so then so. yeah, but if you're a company, that's kind of what you need to do. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, and it's it's been Fantasy Flight's history to do that to people. Look at the card games. You had to have three core sets, you know, for most of their living card games to be able to have a competitive, the ability to have competitive decks because they would only put one card that's important in a core set. So now you're buying three core sets at 40 bucks a pop so to get especially starting out to get a viable you know deck to play competitively you're looking at three core sets no matter what so in a world that's built on you know money and sales and everything else i mean what's it gonna hurt right if if people really want to play those lists just like magic ed if you really want to play the the you know the badass standard deck the the new hotness that week you got to spend the money sometimes 
sixty dollar fetch lands four each. Sixty dollar shock lands four each. Yep, right. You know, and you're gonna do it if you really want to run that. You're gonna do it, and you'll either do it through trading, you'll do it through eBay, you'll do it through whatever you need to to be able to run the list you want to run. You know, and with tournaments restarting, you're gonna see that. I think you'll see the complaints, of course. If, like Chris said, you need you need three of these things and a Poe, well. Now, how are you going to come up with the, the third one unless they come out with a blister? Right. So, so maybe they go that route. Maybe they will blister these out in individual amount. I don't know that they are going to do that. And um, if they don't, you know, they don't. It's just the way that it is, and we move forward in X-Wing. Yep. You'll, you'll, what you'll end up seeing is you'll end up seeing these bombers on eBay. So yep. if you're really interested in the bomber, I bet you're going to find a bunch of them out there because if they turn out to be you know, I'll mediocre. bring that one up instead. What's that? I'll bring up a picture for the uh, first order. Seems oh, we're okay. already there. Good, 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 good. Because <laughs> they do look sharp. I do. I do aesthetically like. I've always thought. I mean, all right, looks. So I've been super hypercritical of the Disney Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy, and as far as my like and dislike for it, the one thing that I will not fault them for. I always thought that the first order had a really cool aesthetic. I thought their ships always looked really, really cool. Sure, they were Empire Plus, so like an FO had a shield, and the original Tie Fighter didn't. But that black, that white on black with their their paint scheme, I always thought was super cool. So aesthetically, the ships are cool. I do like the direction they went with the bomber with folding down the wings. Um, it does make me wonder if those articulate or not, or if they're designed to be bent like that. Um, well, that's a good question because we did see. Well, we did see in the Mandalorian how the wings articulate on in a TIE fighter. ships on a, yeah, a TIE fighter to where you could get out of the thing if you weren't at a base or something like that. So, so right. do, do you want to know a reason I don't think they do move on the model anyway? Hmm. Because they, in this squadron pack, they are bent outwards, which is just asking to break them off as you try and pull them out of that plastic. Yep. So no, if, if they know. did move, you would have packed it in such a way that they were folded in. So that you didn't break them when you pulled them out. Yeah, that's probably true. So looking well, at it closely, looking at the picture closely, it could go either way because it looks like where it connects could be a hinge point or not. I mean, it's really hard to tell if you if you go in tight yeah, that that's built out as a hinge. It could be. It it especially if you look at the far left one and you look at the outside detail, it almost looks like there's a pin. Like I said. This is just speculation, but it looks like there's a pin that runs through the wing. Yeah, like a metal pin. I could almost see that. Yeah, something either metal or plastic, but but it could just be it could just be the mold, you know, the model molding too. Yeah, if it doesn't, I'm not going to be disappointed. Mm. I think I think they look sharp. I think it's a cool little twist on what the Tide bomber really looked like back in the day. It's it's an interesting build, and of course the the whisper looks really cool. Yeah, and I do um, like the paint scheme they went with it. Yeah, I agree. But it does make it does make the question. Of course, you have to assume, of course, that there's going to be a Kylo in that. That's what we were saying, wasn't it, on the other show? Um, like Kylo is probably going to be the best ship, which means that your choices at first order is do you either play Kylo or Kylo? Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's a fun-filled action bar. It is. So, uh, which one do we want to look at? Do we want to look at the... We um, look John, at the... do a bomber first, I suppose, that one. Right. So let's go with the bomber. Uh, starts off with uh, two attack dice in the front. It's got two evade, four hull, and two shield. Comes base with a focus, target lock, barrel roll into a red target lock, 
a boost and a reload into a uh, evade. Uh, the baked-in ability on this ship is going to be called Pursuit Thrusters. Uh, during the system phase, you may perform a boost action. Yeah, so the, the, I'm sure someone will correct me and if I'm wrong on this, but I'm 99% sure, having done zero research. But if it doesn't specify the difficulty of an action, it's white. Yeah, so that's your Pursuit just... Thrusters boost it should be a white boost, I believe. Right. Right, so you can do the white one in... Yeah, exactly. So that could be a ton of fun, especially for we're going to assume is with the reload action, it's going to be loaded up with, you know, torpedoes and bombs and mines and stuff like that. That'll be a ton of fun. Yeah, I hope so. It's a little less beefy than I would have thought it would have been. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm trying to think. It's a tie bomber. It's the same halfway as a tie bomber. That's a bomber. Like you get two shields right. instead of six hull. But that's kind of my thought process, though. So, like, whenever you had, like, the TIE FO, for example, it was basically a TIE fighter with one extra shield. This is basically a TIE bomber with the same... I mean, they mix it up as far as the, the health. They get two shields instead of um, two uh, two extra hull, which is arguably better because they can't be critted on those two. Um, I thought maybe they would have gone three shields. So, but my hope is that... that so I get what you're saying. But I think you then start being in Punisher territory rather than Tie Bomber territory. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to pay Punisher points That's because true. FO is already more expensive. So if this keeps the points level closer to Tie Bomber points, then I think there's stuff to explore. Like, there was already like, archetypes of like Vader plus bombers. So if this comes with two missile swatch, you start getting to be able to run um, Kylo plus. If you can run Kylo plus three of these, it's game over, man. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Wait, you're going to give the first order an actually competitive build? That'd be nice. Like, it's still Kylo plus someone else in it, so it's nothing, no change, really. <laughs> you don't know that he's going to have the same abilities. They could give him no, a I'm not. I don't even care about new Kylo. I'm still, still talking about uh, Silence of Kylo. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Since we did move on to the Whisper, let's kind of get into this. The TIE Whisper modified Interceptor. Um, three attack dice only in the bullseye oh. arc. It does come with a turret that uh, very similar to the A-wing that can be rotated to the front or rear arc that comes with two attack dice, so it can fire in the rear if it wants. Um, that's an interesting choice. However, I think we'll we'll get into why I think they made this decision. Um, two of eight dice, uh, three hull, and two shields. Its entire action bar is white, so it's focused into a re- into a turret move for free. It is an evade, it is a target lock, it is a barrel roll into a rotate for free, white, uh, a boost into a turret rotate it for free. Super efficient. It's Super basically efficient. a TSF from yes. that. Uh, the TSF has got a primary front arc that's a two attack dice. This has got a primary bullseye, which is three. So, so more offensive if you can line it up. So here's um, the question I have. So, with all this white in the action bar, does that mean there's more red in the dial? Mm. Um, if, well, if you follow through on the TSF comparison, not really. Mm. Like, none of them are linked actions apart from rotates, and it can only rotate forward or backwards. And you're not rotating off a target lock, so you can't use it to do the, the missile, you know, target lock and rotate the missile right. with a high initiative. Right. So... Right. I did, did, pretty much ignore. The... Oh, so, yeah, so it's got a heavy weapons turret, which again is the exact same as the SF. Right, um, exactly. It can only go forward and backwards, and it means that any missiles you equip have to use the indicator 
a turret indicator and not the front arc. So because um, you can shoot missiles behind you. Yeah, but basically, it's basically an SF. A better SF, if the dial is anything close. So, like, an Interceptor-style <laughs> dial. Well, I mean, is it better if it's five more points? You know, what... With define... all the white... With all the white on its action bar, I... But that's what I'm saying. What's the white... What's the red on an SF action bar? Oh, I will stop my head. None. Pull... It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> I mean, I can, I'll pull up the card for you now. Um, give me a second, because... Uh, X-Wing. There we go. At some point today, please. <laughs> okay, so you're just not going to open. Cool. Just make my life harder. That's what I need. <laughs> okay. Let's have a look. Um, all right. Not an FO. We want the SF Omega Squadron. So they've got focus into a white rotate, evade into a white rotate, target lock into a white rotate, barrel roll into a white rotate. All whites. Yeah. Alright, um, both the action bar is the same. Fair. Yeah, um, they get the, the this one has boost into a white rotate, which is better because, as we know with fire sprays with boost, being able to boost and have a rear arc move, because you can do a bank boost and then flip the thing to a rear, so you will open up shots you wouldn't otherwise get. Right. Um, the the SF has got an extra shield over, over this, and they've both got two agility, so they're pretty similar. It, so it basically comes down to a dial. Obviously, the SF style is all the ones, all the twos, all the threes, but all the one hards are red. If this has got red one hards, you know, I'll just quit X Wing right now. We're never doing a podcast again. Was, <laughs> I mean, for <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would be extremely surprised if a ship that has Interceptor in its name, if you give it a red one hard. Yeah, right. Well, and especially in the movie, didn't he do a basically a one one and then a K turn to come would, back at Ray. You, you want to talk about the movie? He had Ray in his bullseye arc and still missed her. No, that's well, why she was just outside the bullseye arc. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe just that's what it was. just out, she'd be called a judge and everything. <laughs> At the laser line now, going yep, yeah, no, it's out. Um, so so I, I did. Oh, I, I haven't posted this to you guys yet, but I did want to bring it up. Um, no, no, I did. I sent you a card. I didn't... Yeah, you sent it. This yeah. leaked card for the so, time. Um, basically, uh, let me find it all properly so that I'm not... So I couldn't find the tweet, but um, Max Brook, the former X-Wing lead, commented on AMG's tweet um, just after it went live. Um so he liked it and shared the tweet and then said, also, not to tease too much, but this expansion has one of the most entertaining and goofy mechanics I've designed. I can't wait for people to see it. Then um, on a couple of the Facebook groups has been a card shared, which was... Uh, I'm not going to bring it up because I'm not yeah, going to nope. share um, unofficial material, but I said we could talk about it. Cause and that not... would be the Enhanced Jamming... Sweet. Yeah. Hmm. This. So what it does, uh, the enhanced jamming suite uh, adds to the action bar, the focus into jam, barrel roll into jam, boost into jam, and just a straight up jam. All of those, by the way, of course, are white. While you are jammed, uh, you can choose yourself or another friendly ship. Or while you jam, I'm sorry. While yeah. you jam, you can choose yourself or another friendly ship while you defend if the attacker has no green tokens or there is a jammed ship 
in the attack arc, you may roll one additional defense dice. Yeah. So, so, one point oh, one point oh, one point. So, you can jam yourself, and that means you go to three agility if you're ever attacked, because obviously you'd be a jam ship in the attack arc, or we couldn't attack you. Right. Um, but you can, it means you can't have tokens. Be a shame if Kylo existed and was in this ship and had force. It would be a darn shame, wouldn't it? Because then he's free agility with um, force. So, yeah, I mean, Kylo in the silence, so you never want to rely on just the, just the force. You don't want to, you know what I mean? So I don't yeah. think it's too bad. It, though it more comes into once you start knife fighting with this ship. Yes. Well, yes. Um, I I can I can get in range of you. Then I can focus into the jam. So I get. I mean, luckily you can't target lock into a jam. But uh, you can you can barrel. Well, okay, we'll be more realistic. You can boost into the range one balls that I shot. Link it into a jam. They then don't have any green tokens. You've still got your. Well, let's be honest. You're running Kylo. He's going to exist. It's fine. Yes. So you've got your um, your force to modify your shot, which is going to be four dice. They've got no tokens. Then they shoot you back and your agility three and have your force still. And yeah, yeah seems good. Uh, I'm in. Seems pretty darn good. I well, do wish that some of these would have been red actions, but alas, it's got an entire action bar with this enhanced jamming suite that's all white. All of it, everything on there. So even the the push the limit style that doesn't exist anymore, but kind of does. So remember, none of this is double reposition. No, and I get that, and I genuinely do get the 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 added benefits of double reposition with like a boost and a barrel. Totally get that. There was also uh, a time where being able to focus and target lock at the same time was also pretty darn efficient, which is also not happening here. So I totally get that, but. But it'd be a real shame if you can just target lock and have force. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, well. No, I, I mean, I'm not as bothered by these linked actions when it's the one. The linked actions I don't, I struggle with are the double reposition, which they seem to have done away with in favor of a bunch of system phase stuff now. So all of the new stuff that has it, like the ETA, the new the small Jedi ones, is you get a free system phase boost or barrel roll instead of getting to do a post-move reposition. So, I mean, it doesn't fix the fact that um, silencers, um, interceptors, and Aether sprites exist already. Right. Right, it doesn't fix that. And that A-Wings to an extent, but being forced to do a barrel roll first does handicap the A-Wings. You're not having that full versatility. But, yeah, and realistically, it's only a problem for three attack dice primaries, in my opinion. But like, I think the the definitive ace ship that is better and balanced is Fenro. I think that's where everyone, every ace of the design should aspire to be Fenro. Because he's good, you can win games fan. with him. You're just a gigantic fan fan. You're just gonna. But this is part of the reason why is because yeah, he's it's so. Fair, it is a fair argument. It really like, is. He doesn't break the game. He does what he does, but he like, if you catch him at range two, he's dead. And it's not like and there's no there's no boost barrel roll or barrel roll boost. His linked actions is boost into focus or barrel roll into focus. 
So you can still reposition and have a mod, but you can't double reposition. So, and obviously they don't have, for those ships specifically, they tend to not give them modification slots, so you can't put afterburners on them. So we're very aware of that later on in 2.0. As I say, you can't undo the fact that the previous ships exist, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm willing to bet money that Kylo's the best ship, and unless Probably. current Kylo goes up, he's still not as good as current Kylo. So it's irrelevant. We'll see. We'll see. So like, even if it is, even if it is still current Kylo, if the the bombers are any good. Yeah, I mean, so what? Well, obviously, we're not going to do it on this one, but we can kind of do the points thing because we've got a release date for it, it's September 24th. So we can do like points guesses for them in the future. But I would put money on this one being worse than Kylo. The Whisper Kylo being the worse of the two. He'll be a niche because of the jamming shenanigans, but flat out raw offensive capability and just which one's a better one to place your money on. I think Silence of Kylo is going to take some beating. He's the best ship in the faction. But I mean, arguably... Kylo is the best ship in the game, and he's just held back by the fact that he's in first order. Fair, 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 fair. But yeah, anyway, that's my opinions on the Whisper. The Bomber, I agree. I just hope that, like, I hope we don't go, oh, well, it's a two agility ship, so that means each shield is worth two points over the hull that it would be if it were hull upgrades. So that means it should be four points more than a TIE Bomber. Then it's got this cool ability, which is another like point. And then all of a sudden, this is like six points more than a TIE Bomber. And I'm like, what? what are we talking about? I don't have the TIE Bomber as an option. This is the only thing I've got, and it's now a billion points, so I can't afford to put any ordnance on it. So I should literally just fly FOs. Right. I don't like this. The worrying thing about FO is they're getting more ships, but they all kind of feel like they tread on each other's toes a little bit. But I think if you do the Whisper without the config, is it, an, is it just an SF? If you do the Whisper with the config compared to the SF with the Special Forces Gunner, yes, you've got two different animals. But like, as a base chassis, and then with the bomber, Again, is that just the same efficiency? Like, why would you take this bomber over the SF? Like, it has to be cheaper than the SF or do yeah. something different. Because like, the SF's got a white a white 5 straight. Is it white? Am I going crazy? Yeah, it does have... Because this ship can really move. Yeah, so it's got a white 5 straight. So if the, if the bomber's only got a red 5 straight, but it's got its boost, I mean, yeah, it's quicker. You know what I mean? It, I don't know. I, ju- I worry that the First Order faction is going to be the first faction that is just instantly solved, and you end up with the... I think we've brought this argument up in the past that generally makes Ed laugh, but it was the, uh, oh, if you're trying to kill Space Marines, you want to take Striking Scorpions instead of Howling Banshees because they kill 0.4 more Space Marines a turn on the charge or something stupid. I'm like, yep. just, just get the fuck out of my game. <laughs> just, just, just don't. I literally just went, uh, again, this is probably going to date the show a little bit, at least the, um, what the combat patrol is going to be for the new 40k work faction, which I'm probably going to pick up for my son for, I don't know if I'm going to do it for Christmas. Depends on how much he can get painted in the time, but I'm probably have to get it ahead of time. But there was an article I was reading on the points efficiencies of the new Beast Snagger models versus the new Boys models, and it literally broke it down just like that. Like, boys are more efficient 
at you know this value but once you start getting to the beast nagas they're literally like eight percent more efficient than boys because of that point because of the six up involve save they get i'm like come on dude like you're never you are never going to notice that in game that is such a small variant and like that's not including dice variant that is going off of what average dice rolls are and i don't know about the rest of you but every time i ever play an orc player and they're like i need sixes to do this and they roll a bucket of dice that comes out to like 24 sixes like it's literally it gets down to that point. It's gross. It's just genuinely gross. So there is some variances in that. Yeah, I mean, I got my name down for the Beast Snagger box, but I don't know if we're going to get enough for me to actually get one or not. Well, that would be yeah. one of her painting projects. Oh boy, and those we'll things see. sold out in like what twelve minutes, fifteen minutes? Those things sold out. Yeah, something like that. I I sent my the guys doing the order in a message because the local games workshop put a post up saying they'll have a couple available. So I could go. I mean, I don't think I care enough to try and get one that much. Like, just being like one hundred percent truthful. If I can yeah, get no, one I, and I, get it on my discount, then I probably want it. If I don't get my discount, so I, the question for for those things, the question for me is how important is that special edition? codex to you and for me that is going to be something that you carry to the table i i I think i made i made a post about this in i think it was the alien rpg one but i may have said something here as well so for example i have whenever the alien rpg came out i pre-ordered it long before it came out and i went hog wild on it and i bought the special edition rule book and when i wanted to sit down and start playing i didn't want to take it out of the container because it's a special edition because it's this nice leather bound book i didn't want to ruin it by putting it at a table and have people flipping through it so i bought a reading copy of that (laughs) rule book so that i had a copy that if somebody spilled something or something like i would it wouldn't hurt me as much to see that happen as it does for that special edition one i want to keep that one special my thought process is the same way with the special edition rule book that came with the Indominus box set. I bought another copy of the standard edition rule book because that's the one I'm going to have in my bag. It's going to get worn. It's going to get tossed into the back of the car. It's going to get thrown from table to table. People are like, I don't want that special edition one getting ruined. Now, I know that they're fairly regularly available, but these, these are not. These are not going to be fairly regularly available. So, like, it all depends. So, the thing for me was I got the Sisters of Battle one. Yeah, I know. And then it was like a mini codex, and then it's instantly known voided like six months later. And then they also got a new, new codex within like, was it 18 months or two years or whatever? It feels Mm -hmm. pretty short. So, I'm like, I I definitely want them for the models to paint, but obviously, I've not started on the Dominion stuff yet. That's why I'm not overly fussed. It's just I know that generally it's like almost a year for the the plastic hero that's in them to come out, and that's yeah. the model I want to paint. So yeah, I could probably get one on the secondary market if I really needed to. But yeah. I'm like, damn, I don't know like to I... play 40k. Probably not. So it's definitely an impulse thing. And realistically, if I can't get it from the store and use store credit then I can't get it because I need to pay for a new dishwasher and a mm-hmm. new a, a new dryer. I never knew how expensive dryers were. I was yeah, like, it, my... it all depends. Well, it all depends because dryers can go from, you can get it for 200 bucks, but they're the literal bare bones. Very well, little electronics, very, you know, it's all well, thermal we're, control. We're looking at like a mid-level dishwasher and that was like six to $800. I was like, well, a dryer will be the same. It's like nearly double the price for a the basic model of dry, tumble dryer. I'm like, 
what? And then it's going to yep. be a stackable one because of the space it's got to go in. I'm like, is it going to be like two grand for a fucking dryer? Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. So, yeah. I mean, it's okay because the car didn't break this year. It no, broke last year. I was going to say, that happened, <laughs> it, it, that happened late last year. Yeah. Oh. The yeah. good thing is, though, is you'll have a new car, new appliances, new everything, so uh, that, you know, in three uh, or four years, you won't have to worry about it. The um, the monthly statement came in for a car today, and there's like two grand left to pay, so that's paid off in January. I'm like, yeah, feels good, man. So yep. still clinging to a good. I'm not... Yep. I'm not sure, to be honest, I'm not overly down about it. Like, say, I'm, as long as this meeting goes well on Thursday, it means that realistically, Dice Hate and the streaming will have to suffer. But at some point, I have to be a grown up, really, don't I? So, never, never. It's when I end up having to change our recording from Thursdays, which has been like for what feels like forever now, like nine years never, of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was tradition because what it for me what it did whenever I was originally doing the editing and then Chris thankfully um, through the grace of his as much as he tries to play, play himself off as an asshole he really is one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. Um, whenever he was kind enough to take over um, <laughs> the the editing, what it did is it allotted for we record on Thursday that gave me the entire weekend Friday Saturday and Sunday to edit so that we could have the show out by. By Tuesday, which was the release date. Well, we've kept the Tuesday release date, and I think this is the second one in two and a half, nearly three years that we'll have. We still put something out, but it wasn't what was supposed to happen. So I think we've done pretty well. Yeah, we. I forget where the last time was that that happened. I think we just had a bunch of something went wrong for you, something went wrong for me, something went wrong for Sean, something yeah. went wrong for Chad, and like we literally. I remember doing like a half hour or an hour long solo show that I put out where I was like, I just need to put something out so that I don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, we're at like an hour and 40 minutes of a half hour. Just get something the- done. So. <laughs> all right. So we'll go ahead and do the closeout. So uh, Chris, you've got some shilling you would like to do by all means, please do. Yeah, if you would like to be able to, you know, support my awesome parenting style of putting on PJ mask and giving her the iPad so that she leaves me alone long enough to talk to you guys, you know, you can support the show on Patreon. Um, if you want to, like, just be able to pay for dishwashers, if you've got, if you have a tumble dryer, you want to pay to ship, you know, just reach okay, out through uh, lack of focus podcast at gmail.com. I'm sure the international shipping rates are really cheap at the moment, so that won't be a problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you've got anything you want to um, like reach out to us about, lack of focus podcast at gmail.com, you can find us, um, lack of focus podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can look at the Dice 8 Patreon if you want a monthly payment and want to support that way. If you want to do per episode, go to Lack of Focus podcast on Patreon. The best way to uh, keep in touch regularly is actually on the Discord. We get some fairly regular. I mean, I'd say there's almost like topics of conversation every day, maybe every other day. It's still still a relatively small community, which is nice because like, everyone kind of knows everyone else. Yep. But there's always something, some topic going on. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, you can um, do Facebook, done that, done Patreon, 
that one. But you can follow me on Twitch as well. Um, that is a work of uh, Dice Hate Chris on Twitch. And uh, my Instagram's the same. If you want to see the models that I'm painting on Twitch with nice lighting and stuff, so it'll look better. Well, yeah, I think that's all the shilling I'm going to do. The stream's fantastic. You absolutely should turn in on that one. I'm there almost without fail every Sunday because it gives me, I guess it gives me a good solid. There's something to be said. One of the things that you, to, to become a better painter, it's practice, practice. It's become better at anything. It's practice, practice, practice. It's genuinely building that muscle memory and doing something. And it's been super helpful to not only sit down and dedicate that time to I'm going to support my friend who's doing a stream and it gives me an excuse to paint. But then if you just listen to what he's saying, you get to pick up on some stuff. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you start to learn things while you're doing it. So it's been super helpful for me. I genuinely do enjoy it. And I never forget the musical choices as well. well we, you missed out on Tuesday, Ed. We had the uh, we had British uh, British rap music. So we listened. Oh my to, god! I'm so sorry. I missed that. It, we we listened to the Defamation of Strickland Banks by Plan B. Like the full album. Um, so I picked a couple of albums that like tell stories. Um, so is that like the concept albums? Is that what you call them? Where it's like a continuation yep. of thought. So Defamation of Strickland Banks, and then we listened to the Streets and the Grand Don't Come for Thru- Come for Free. Uh, so we had two two of those. So some uh, high still high wait- quality I'm music. Still- I'm still waiting for my 80s pop day. I told you We that. did half of it. Did well, you win? We definitely had 80s on. So, yeah, well, we can do 80s on uh, on Sunday. I'm, I'm just saying, because I did not see that. I, Sun- Sunday might wrong. be a little bit of a late one, though, because Jill might be working. So I'll have Evie again. And I can't lock myself in the furnace room. Right? It's a different area yeah, of the that, house entirely. Tr- so. Trust me. I totally understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I could definitely go maybe one show without the Oasis. <laughs> like, not that I'm not an Oasis fan, and not it's that I don't like that play. I think there's only two Oasis songs there on that three-hour playlist. I did have Wonderwall on twice for some reason, so I did remove one of the Wonderwalls. Oh, okay, maybe I missed that. Um, and what there are some, I, I there are some interesting else. song choices that I have found myself <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Just to, fair word, like... <laughs> it's, it was definitely uh, it's frozen is Sean frozen as well is it literally just me yeah frozen yeah your your, vis- your video is frozen on our side you had okay. a big smile so there you go it's fine it was just you two we froze on on my side which is the important one because that's what everyone else sees right. <laughs> yeah I think I did a decent enough job of picking you did enough I'm only, different I'm... variety of music that no one will hate all of it I, I don't think the music is the reason you'd turn it off. That was my only goal. Music that I could listen to that wouldn't make people turn the stream off. <laughs> yeah, I'm only having fun with you. That is all. Oh, it's good. I don't care. <laughs> I told you all I'm going to have to do is get set up like a thing where you, you can request a song live by paying me money. Once I've figured all that out, Are you going to be gravy. doing um, any more where you can... Uh, be joined in chat like where i can like join in discord are you going to be doing that again um i'm back and forth on how i want to do it so obviously as it gets bigger having an open chat becomes more problematic yeah i was was going to ask that question um Um, but yeah i think i'll I'll do some i don't know that it'll be the sunday one because generally i'm thinking that's the one where i have the most structured time to 
be more energetic. So I think I need that for more of the ones where, like, if theoretically, I should be streaming now. Yeah. So like, yeah. if I did a Friday night painting stream or something, that might be the open Discord hangout kind of thing, and you just you don't get, you don't get to use the VOD for that. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I can always put it on the same channel as the music so that it just doesn't go onto the actual VOD. So it'll be fine. Unclippable. I Turn off clips. I, it's fine. I figured I'd ask. I was kind of curious. Yeah, I'm sort of because my all right, so it's, it's completely for selfish reasons. I'm not going to lie. The selfish reason is I'm in the middle of painting, so yeah, you'll you say something, and I want to be able to respond to you, but I can't. Because I've got a paintbrush and a model, and I'm in the prayer stance where I'm holding a model and painting at the same time, and then I've got to stop so I can type an answer out. And, yeah. It's kind uh, of awkward. Sorry, Sean. It's kind of awkward because I want to be talking to the people in chat, but I also need to be able to talk to the stream. And because I'm painting, I can't, even when I've got the stream deck set up, it's hard to manage the audio out so it, it relies on you guys just being aware enough that i'm talking to chat at the moment which puts a burden of a burden onto the other people in in the discord to know what's going on kind of thing so um that's the reasoning behind the choice at the moment yeah no it makes perfect sense i like i said i was only acting asking yeah. strictly for <laughs> per, for for absolutely selfish reasons you know, you could do it where you have Discord mods where they submit questions to Discord mods so that there's a Discord conversation going on, but then questions are fed to you through people who understand that if you're talking to chat, you're not going to be answering the questions, things like that. Yeah. And you don't have to have the the Discord chat live through, you know, through what you're doing on the stream. You could do it to where there's still, you can still hear the Discord. It's just you're doing. Yeah, it there's a mods. few different ways of setting it up and everything, but um, I'm just trying to get. I'm still trying to play around with the ideas for the camera on the model at the moment to get that to the best quality uh, right. I can, and that's a struggle at the moment. I try. I think I said on one of the previous streams I tried the webcam. So the camera I'm using for the YouTube that everyone can see is watching on YouTube is my SLR. That's permanently set up on this computer now. I might have to remove the SOR and see if I can set up in the furnace room to just to get that better clarity. Um, but that relies on one of my friends said that he's got um, a capture card that I can use because uh, a USB one because I can't spend more money. I yeah. again, it's happened. But basically, this is what happened. I spent the money on the computer that's in there, then the car broke. I spent the money on a new monitor and a new microphone to go in there so that I could cut it. Because the mic I was using, I couldn't get rid of the sound of the furnace running. So it's really echoing, it's really, really bad quality. So I was like, I'm, I'm, I want to do it, so I'm going to have to do it. So I did that, but I spent money. So obviously the dishwasher broke. So if I can't spend any, I can't have anything else break in the house. So yeah, I can't so buy a capture card. <laughs> I, I'm going to throw you out with a statistical thing here. Like, you know, correlation does not equal causation. I think you'll find. <laughs> I think you'll find. I mean, I agree. Operational but... battle station. I, I agree, but would you take the chance? 
the streak that you're on no i agree so, with you 100 percent. so a conversation i think i had a not an, an argument's the wrong words it was wasn't heated and it was it was pretend heated but it was more banter than an argument but it was on the crate discord chat with chris allen and um a couple of people about like dice superstition and like sharing dice and all of that and i was like if you if you're playing x-wing and you get your three green dice out so you've got a pile of 12 green dice and you take three of them out and you roll for an entire turn like you roll them 12 times and they come up 12 blanks but oh, sorry three 12 however many blanks it is it's too late i can't think um but if, if, yeah if it came up 36 blanks would you put those dice back and just get other ones probably but and but i wouldn't do it through any level of dice suspicion no, or superstition I, I, and, and that well, because that was a, they were like dice superstitions are stupid and i was like i agree but in this scenario oh. when the dice are right there you why, why wouldn't you so so what's interesting about superstitions though is that they do affect you because your dice are not holding up and you went from a position, let's say, where you were winning to losing because your dice started dropping off. And then it becomes that fatal flaw in your brain that that superstition creates the spiral. Yes. And it's the same thing in life. You know, things happen to people in life. So one thing and then another thing. They don't understand that there's 50 things. You know, so, so the causality, there's 50 things interlinked. They see this six negative and not the 46 positive. Yes. And that's how the brain works because the brain doesn't see that you're eating every day, that you're going to work every day. You know, the, the, the basic needs in life are being met. It's just everything's happened once. Yeah. And that happens to people. It's the same thing with dice. It's That's what a superstition is. You know, it's, you know, well, so something can go wrong, it will go wrong. I 100% agree with that. The problem that I have is that I know that the, the manufacturing process for especially opaque dice um, isn't the best. And depending on the quality of those dice being produced, those things can have air bubbles in them they, that you would never know are there unless you cut the dice right. open. So I absolutely have... Um, if I get, especially whenever I was like, like, for example, I know that the super expensive clear regional dice from at least the set that I have, um, for X-Wing roll like shit. I know they do because I've, I've rolled them out, uh, you know, 200 times and did statistics on what they were coming out and what they should be and what they are. And I know that they're under, that they roll more blanks than they should. Do I still roll them when I play games of fun games for X-Wing? Sure do. Cause they're badass. Cause I've got the clear dice. Like I, like, I still absolutely right. roll those. But like legitimately, if when I was really heavy into the competitive scene, I wanted to take that variance out. And I did. I've got, because I bought so many core sets, I've got boatloads and boatloads of dice. So the dice that I bring to the table, the ones that I know are the ones that roll statistically even down the middle kind of thing. I Just can't because those are the ones. What that... the school of probability is and what there's a name for this. Uh, but it, I mean, I'd use the uh, facetious argument all the time of like, well, you do the. Um, the belief when you've got a two choice, so it's like believing in God. If you believe in God and are right, you go to heaven. If you believe in God and are wrong, nothing happens. If you if you don't believe in God and are wrong, you go to hell. So you've got that four um, four outcomes. I can, there's a real na a name for it. It's called is that a Venn diagram or whatever. No, no, uh, it's no. not a Venn diagram. I know, I know what you. Yeah, I know what well, you're talking. It, about. It's the same thing with the dice. It's like if I keep rolling these dice and they are cursed then I lose. 
if I keep rolling them and they're not cursed, it's fine. But if I change and there's no such thing as dice curses, it, it makes no difference. Because yeah, it, it, it genuinely, it's a randomly generated one. Yeah. One of the things I love about the, the rules of probability for the game. Yeah. But it's like determinism versus free will and everything. Like the, mm-hmm. If you want to get a full philosophical conversation, it doesn't matter which dice you roll or results already determine what it's going to be. But on the one chance that those dice are bad, then it didn't hurt you. You're not having to put any effort in because you're going to power green dice. So I don't really, realistically, in that instance, I don't, I question anyone who says they would persevere rolling those dice. And the only reason you would is if you got that far, you want to keep going until they didn't because it becomes its own thing. But realistically, if the other dice were just there and you have that mindset, you wouldn't get that far. You'd change before you got to 36 points in a row. Yeah. That's fair. Like, personally, myself, if that's the case, like, you, there's a reason why people bring a boatload of dice to a game. And it's not because, because you got to figure the most dice I'm ever going to roll are in six. My list is six. Like, that's the max. You would never need to take any more than six dice in any any scenario whatsoever. People don't. They bring a bunch. I I went through a phase with the black, oh, it was the charcoal gray regional dice where I took six red and six green, and I didn't enjoy my life. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I. the other point as well that I always do is um, whenever I play a guy called Mark, he's not superstitious with his dice, but he'll like, rotate through his big pool, but generally has good luck with dice. So I just show his dice. So we're going to... I just said to him, which dice do you want to use? Do you want to use mine or do you want to use yours? He always picks his, so I roll his. And it feels good when I use his dice to screw him. <laughs> so what I always do, I've always I in any dice-oriented game, I, like so for Chad, Chad's completely the opposite of me. If we sat down to a game and used in your dice, you've got the and I'm gonna I, I know I keep pulling about the 40k stuff, but the 40k the, the games workshop dice are notoriously um unbalanced. And the fact that they roll more ones than sixes. This is the, this has been proven through statistical analysis of the way that Games Workshop manufactures dice, uh, and Chessex does this, has the same problem because of the rounded corners. It's the rounded corners that uh, increase it's that the rounded corners in combination with divoted pips. Right, exactly. So for me, the dice that I pick for forty k are the bicycle dice that I have are sharp corners. And the divots are not that deep. I would love to be able to get away with playing with casino dice. But unfortunately, some people, um, because there are people that know how to professionally roll casino dice, there's a, a stigma if you show up to a competitive event with casino dice, which I cup. Yeah, which, dice cup it, and casino dice. A dice cup or, uh, or a dice tower. Yeah, um, uh, even a dice tray where you do the same thing as like, on a craps table where you've got to hit the back yeah. wall kind of thing. Right. What I would love, the thing that kills me is like, I, I own the casino dice. I have them because I, I want to be able to roll them, but I just don't. I would love for them to be, I think they're 19 millimeter scale. I'd love to be able to find ones that are of that exact same ilk um, where the pips are basically filled in. So there is no weighting disbalance, but I'd like to find them in like a 16 millimeter. Yeah, there's a bunch to- that do like the painted dice and stuff like that. Um, I'll send you some links, some yeah. good dice. Yeah, it has to be sharp edges and painted yeah. pips. Yeah, because that's what I want. And it has to be at sixteen millimeter. Because I the, the the nineteen millimeters are nice, but like so, for example, I had a scenario where I had an entire squad of Necron warriors that were going to be rapid firing into a squad of 
Taz Marines, that's 40 shots. That's 40 shots. At 19 millimeters, I don't have enough hand space to stack them up into a cube and genuinely give them a valid shake. Do you know what need I mean? need a bigger cup. This is fair. This you is fair. You need a bowl at that point. Well, I legitimately, I, I started looking into potentially building a dice tower so I could just I mean, dump you it. Can, you can even share the cup, Ed, so it's two players on one cup. Oh. Oh, all right. That's a perfect place to end this one. So on that note, uh, I do want to thank everyone for tuning in. Do appreciate it. And hopefully your understanding of the uh, the lightness. And I do want to thank uh, Chris in advance for all the hard work he's going to be putting in for editing this and trying to get this out. So I do want to thank him for that. So I do hope you enjoyed. And until next time, guys, we, I almost <laughs> gave my YouTube intro. There it goes. I haven't recorded a video in, in, in a couple of months. I need to get back in. I, I've taken a hiatus. As always, guys, why casual? Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.